with us, fam. Let's talk wellness now. Sleep hygiene and your mental health are uh, very important. And maybe this is another way of dealing with load shedding. We just need to sleep it off. So sleep is essential for our health and well-being. Poor sleep patterns can drive the stress that contributes to anxiety, depression, and our ability to focus. And poor sleep also disrupts engagement in activities that support emotional wellness. According to the Sleep Authority, it is estimated that 40% of the South African population suffer from sleep-related ailments. And sleep hygiene encompasses quite a few things in terms of one's environment and habits and all of that. So our next guest takes us through some of these techniques uh, that can benefit people struggling to get a good night's rest. And just to understand what sleep hygiene is, we speak to Dr. Anis for medical doctor, entrepreneur, and yoga teacher. How are you, Survivor? I'm so good, Asana. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you so much. Always great chatting to you. And uh, we need uh, to shed some light on this very important topic, sleep hygiene. What is sleep yes. hygiene? Is it? Uh, are we talking about a clean sleep? So basically, sleep hygiene is all about having quality sleep and ensuring that your sleep essentially serves you in the way that it's supposed to, where you feel refreshed, you feel restored, both in terms of your body as well as your mind. And really, when it comes to self-care, I think a lot of us tend to forget about the importance of our sleep and why sleep is so important. And, you know, you, you've brought up my survivor journey, um, and, and I think I had learned about the importance of sleep while being a doctor and doing my calls. But going on survivor and experiencing the sleep deprivation there, you know, not mm. being able to have a full night's sleep recurrently, really, really drove home the fact to me that sleep is so important when it comes to our mental functioning as well. So how do you uh, come back then when, when you're not having enough sleep? How do you make sure that you are able to improve your physical and mental health? I think the main thing, Asanda, is first recognizing what poor sleep is. So, you know, as you said, a lot of us really struggle with our sleep. In South Africa, we've got just over 4 million people who are shift workers where, you know, we have, you can imagine, about 5 million people who are awake at night doing the work that they need to be doing and then struggling to sleep during the day because that's not what the rest of society are up to. Mm. But then we also have 40% of our population who are either struggling to go to sleep at night, so that's one form of insomnia, the other is maybe you manage to fall asleep, but you wake up really early and you struggle to remain asleep. And then the fourth, uh, the third group, which is often forgotten, are people who manage to sleep during the night, but the quality of their sleep throughout the night is patchy. So they're waking up and then falling asleep on and off, struggling perhaps with nightmares or bad dreams, or just having surface level sleep because their sleeping environment isn't giving their body the ability to fully switch off. So I think it's important for each and every one of us to take some time to reflect, you know, how is your sleep going every night? And even to take the time to track your sleep, because a lot of us actually suffer from insomnia, but because we don't take the time to track how often during a night we're waking up or how often during a week we're having a poor night of sleep, we tend to think that it's just a once-off issue, whereas, in fact, it's a chronic issue that our body is having to work through. And so, then... Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead. No, yes. no, you go and ahead. Then, <laughs> You're <okay>. the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I think after recognizing sleep, it's about 
identifying what in your routine is causing the issue with your sleep because often these are things that we can fix. You know, there are lots of little rules that we can get through in our conversation a little bit later about how to improve your sleep. But once you notice that you're not having, you know, a good night's sleep, you then look at your day and very often you can pinpoint exactly what it is that is causing the issues with your sleep, be it the fact that you have a TV in your bedroom and the last thing that you see before closing your eyes is a bright screen. Or perhaps you're having coffee or stimulants too close towards your bedtime. Or your bedroom environment is just not conducive. It's loud. It's not very private. Perhaps it's messy or disorganized. And these are all small things that we can change very easily that will have a dramatic impact on the way that we feel because they'll allow us to have a good night's sleep. Oh, it's my annoying neighbor who talks at the top of the lungs of his voice when he's on the phone and I'm trying to sleep and the other one is playing music and I live next to a busy road in the city. So what happens then about those factors that are out of our control? How do we uh, work around them? (laughs) This is so tough. You know, this is one of the things that as a doctor I was having to deal with because a lot of the time there are small things that we can change like making sure that you put your phone down about an hour before speed. You know, there's actually um, a nice rule, which is the 10-3-2-1-0 rule, which helps to dictate what you shouldn't have before you sleep. So they say that 10 hours before you go to bed is the limit um, when it comes to caffeine and stimulants. So Mm -hmm. if you are having a cup of coffee or an energy drink four hours before your sleep, although it might not feel like that's going to impact your sleep, it does. And so you need to make sure that you only have stimulants 10 hours before you go to bed. The other thing then comes down to our food and our drink, um, and that's usually about two hours before sleeping. You want to cut that out. Three hours before sleeping, we're talking about alcohol. And then, of course, one hour, we're talking about your screen, switching off your phone and making sure that you're allowing your mind to rest. But now when it comes to the things that you can't really control, like a loud neighbor or maybe your work is something that dictates the fact that your your sleep is impacted, I tend to find that it's finding moments in your day that you can pause, that you can sleep, where maybe your neighbor's gone to work and you've come back home. Maybe it's a time where after your shift work, you know, you're arriving back home and there's silence in the house because everybody's gone off to work. And these are practices like practicing deep breathing Mm. just to help your stress system recognize that it's okay to rest, that it's time for you to shut down now. One breathing technique I really like is uh, called box breathing. Mm. And you can even do it with me now, Sunday. So we can just take a deep breath in. I'm sure you need this. (laughs) Mm. And then a long breath out. And then we're going to do our box breathing. So we're going to inhale through the nose for a count of four. So that's four, three, two, one. Hold your breath in the lungs for four, three, two, one. Exhale all of your breath for four, three, two, one. And then hold the breath out of your lungs for four, three, Two, one. And while I'm talking, you can just try to repeat that pattern mm. and just taking a moment out in your day or especially just before you need to sleep 
to do as many rounds of that breathing technique as you can will bring your body into a state where it recognizes, okay, the stress of my day is done now. It's time for me to rest. And as often as you can remember this, even during your day perhaps where you're feeling a bit stressed before a meeting or a conversation, just bringing this practice of box breathing into your day will automatically allow your body to shift into that state of rest a lot quicker the more you develop that habit. And I think it really is about the small things that we do to to try to remind our bodies that we're not in a constant state of stress and that we do have pockets of time to rest. Yeah, I, f- I feel better already with that uh, breathing technique. So somebody's mm-hmm. saying that they are they feel like they're in insomnia. Jeremiah in Pulukwane wrote us a message. Uh, he says, sometimes I think of taking sleeping pills because I sleep only four, uh, I sleep only two hours. So uh, sleeping pills, what do you say about them? You know, I think when it comes to, to tablets and when it comes to chronic medication, of course, you know, if you're in an acute state of sleep deprivation, and you absolutely cannot sleep because of your environment, sometimes sleep tablets are all that you have that's available. Mm. But once you've taken those tablets and you've managed to get a good night of sleep, then it's about bringing in consistent and sustainable practices that don't require meditation, uh, that don't require medication. Let's get that straight. They might require meditation, but no medication. And starting to implement those practices. So what I would say to your viewer is, If you're at the state where you're feeling like the only way that you can get sleep is through medication, then allow that to be the route that you take for now. Take some, get some um, medical advice, get your doctor to prescribe some sleep tablets for you, but just ask for a short course of about a week or two weeks so that you can recharge your body to a state where you don't need them. Mm. After you've gotten to that state where you've managed to get some sleep through your sleep tablets, then it's about slowly looking at what it is in your routine that it is that you need to change and starting to bring in these practices that we've spoken about. So we've spoken about breathing exercise. There are also some incredible free online guided meditations that people can do. You can get them with free apps like Insight Timer, which won't cost you anything. And there are millions of these guided meditations that you can listen to that are either just music or a guided breath practice, or even a visualization or story, depending on whatever technique works for you, that can help you to establish a bedtime routine that eventually will help you not need to take medication and help you to get a good sized rest. So I think it's about combining different approaches, finding methods that work for you, and sometimes it is about taking drastic measures like taking medication Mm. to give yourself that two-week of quality rest that you need to recharge so that your body almost has a pause or a break from that insomnia, from that chronic sleep deprivation, so that you can start to bring in these more gentle practices and eventually wean yourself off that medication. All right. Well, let's leave it there for now. Thanks uh, for joining us on this very important uh, topic, uh, linking to our quote as well, which we'll repeat later in the show. Dr. Anesu, thank you, Dr. Mitzvo. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks and so wishing much. you sure a you're... good night's sleep this week as well. We had a World Mental Health Day yes. um, on Sunday. So, yeah, just wishing all of our shift workers who are on their way home to, um, at this moment, probably a, a good day's rest tonight. 
and also all of your listeners a, a good night's rest at the end of the day today. Awesome. And, and uh, I was going to ask you something now. Don't remember. Okay, never. never oh, mind. the social handles. Oh, yes, handles. your social media <laughs> handles. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, if, you, if you're on social media, you can just follow me at Dr. Anes Bijo. And if you're looking for a community um, of yogis or meditators to, to help instill these practices in your life more regularly, then you can find me at the Nest Space ZA or just the Nest Space on Google. You'll find us there. Awesome. Thanks again. Have a happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Azanda. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. Anis Mbisfo, medical doctor, entrepreneur and yoga teacher.